You're listening to the Independent Mom Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to own your finances, reimagine your motherhood, and live a wealthy life with or without a partner. And I'm your host, Arielle Dean. All right, let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode. Um, Hey, independent moms. I am excited to be here. I cannot believe it is almost October. Um, This year has definitely flown by. Uh, But on today's episode, I wanted to do kind of a follow on to episode 22, which I will link to in the show notes, where I talked about the true wealth of a sabbatical um, and really a lot of the things that I learned and that I took away from taking a sabbatical. And so I wanted to dive into that today because I've had a lot of people who have listened to it who I think have sort of said, oh, I wish I could take a break. I wish I could take a sabbatical. And I thought it would be helpful in this episode um, to do two things. One, talk a little bit about um, how I got to that decision. And a big part of that was also a program that I mentioned in episode 22 um, around becoming a Hello7 certified coach and really learning and applying a lot of the Hello7 um, sort of we should all be millionaires methodology to not only coaching people through a business, but also through really helping you make the decisions that help you get to the wealthy life that you want and sort of more what you want out of life and get past some of the, the mindset hurdles that can sometimes stop us. So I'll start there um, by doing a little bit of background. So in episode 22, I talked about how I am in the process and almost complete in the process of becoming a Hello7 certified coach. Um, And what that means is Hello7 is a company run by owner and founder Rachel Rogers, who really believes that we should all be millionaires. And that especially is about empowering and equipping underrepresented groups, such as women and minorities who are not usually business owners or those who are not always privy to all of the wealth, know how to build wealth and to close the wealth gap and to have more successful businesses that reach and attain that million dollar mark. Because while a lot of us start businesses, if you look at the numbers, not very many of us make it to even $100,000 businesses and then let alone million dollar businesses. And she, as a Black woman and as a mother, has managed to do both. And so I can't say how much I truly commend what she is doing and how she does it. Um, And she's often well known for her book, which was called We Should All Be Millionaires. And in that book, she really outlined a lot of the methodology and the steps that she believes everyone can take to really start to get themselves in a place to be more confident, more independent in terms of asking for what they want and really stepping into their million dollar life and sort of their million dollar vision. And as part of that, the certification is really an opportunity for other people like me. So for those who don't know, you know, I have worked over the last probably 10 or so years. Um, I have an MBA from the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. But I've also since then worked with huge companies and consulted with companies primarily on how to build and grow businesses and start new services or products and really in an innovation capacity. 
And a lot of that has come down to how do you build your strategy? How do you look at your competition? How do you grow? How do you really think and understand the fundamentals of a business and how you grow it? And while I love doing that for big companies, I also have a really strong heart for doing that, especially for Black women, and I think especially for moms, because ownership and business is such a huge part of our ability to build wealth, to have generational wealth, and honestly, to have freedom, to not be beholden to a job or an employer that maybe makes you work during hours that are not flexible, um, or maybe make you do things that you don't love or put you in toxic environments. And so, well, I don't know if everyone has to be an entrepreneur, I definitely want more of us to embrace it and to be able to apply the skill sets that I have learned over the years to help more women and minorities especially learn how to do it well. Um, And so by becoming a Hello7 certified coach, part of what I am doing is applying that knowledge, but leveraging Rachel Rogers' framework of her growth scale to really help in terms of entrepreneurs and those who are starting off as a solopreneur oftentimes. Because although I've worked with bigger companies, with a bigger company, you generally already have a brand name and you generally already have customers or your customer acquisition strategy is already pretty well defined. But when you are starting from scratch, when you really have to build up an audience, when you have to figure out your message and your brand and what is your proprietary framework for how you do things, um, it can feel a little bit different. And so I wanted to make sure that I could apply it in a way that was useful and helpful um, to more sort of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs um, that I wanted to help. And so through the certification process, not only am I learning her entire method of how she gets business owners from basically zero to a million dollars, but also really going deep on how to coach, especially women and minorities who are starting a business, because there are sometimes mindset blocks. There are sometimes historical and societal challenges that we just face at a different level. And so much of our ability to walk into wealth, to walk into the life that we want, happens by changing our mind and changing our mindset. Um, And I do believe that that is a huge part of it. And that is a big part of coaching is not just sort of giving you the tools, but also helping to equip you mentally to be able to take advantage of them and to act on them. So as part of that, what I wanted to walk through today was actually one of the tools that we are taught in the program, but that I also think applies to more than just business and really applies to life. Um, And it's called uh, the Million Dollar Decisions Tool and Million Dollar Framework, but it's really the We Should All Be Millionaires Framework. And I'm going to walk through it a little bit because when I talk about sort of the decision to go on a sabbatical, a lot of us say we would love to do that. We want to do it. Um, But if you're anything like me, it took a really long time to convince myself and to feel comfortable and solid in that decision and moving forward in that decision. And so I wanted to shed some light on um, some of the decisions and some of the factors, not only that went through my head, as I'm sure you can imagine, But this framework that I think was really something that helped to unlock it for me 
beyond um, just sort of this deeper knowing. And, and I'll talk through a little bit of how all of the pieces came together. Um, but I really do have to give credit to um, this tool. And I think a lot of what I'm learning and I hope to be able to teach and coach and work with other moms and entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs and existing um, business owners to grow their businesses and to leverage a lot of the the access and the information that I've had um, getting, you know, a business degree, working for people like, you know, Warren Buffett's right-hand person. I've had um, a huge opportunity to understand business from many aspects. And I feel like this is kind of the full circle ability to do it for a group of people that I care much more wholeheartedly about. Um, so I wanted to dive into how you should think about making some of these which you would call million dollar decisions. And these are decisions that make you feel like you're gonna have more peace or more joy. They're gonna free you up and open you up more for what you want out of life. And my sabbatical was definitely one of those things. I wasn't totally sure if that was what it was gonna be, um, but it by far was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And so I'll walk you through the tool. It's actually called the We Should All Be Millionaires Framework. And that stands for W-S-A-B-M. And the way the framework works is each letter stands for something. So W is want. What do you want to do? S is should. What are the shoulds that you think you should do? A is for action. B is for body. And M is for more. So we should all be millionaires, W-S-A-B-M. What do you want, should, action, body, and more. And so I'll unpack each of these and a little bit of how I applied it and thought about it. And I hope that this is helpful for you as well as you think about any decision that you might be trying to make right now. So the first one um, is kind of easy, but not always that easy. Um, and it's very simply, what do you want to do? And it sounds really simple when you say it that way, but I was surprised, and I'm sure lots of us, we have become so conditioned by what we should do and what is the smart thing to do and what is the strategic thing to do that sometimes it's hard to really tap in and be honest with what it is you really want. Like if you were to drown out all the other noise, what is it that you really want? And what is it that you really want to prioritize? Like if you could decide, or if you could do any of the options in front of you, right? If I had to decide between taking a sabbatical or just continuing the work the way that I was, which one would be the one, would be the right decision, would be the one that I'd really want to go towards? And get really clear on that um, and don't judge it. Um, you know, sometimes you can be like, well, I really want to take a sabbatical, but that seems crazy and that could never happen. And I could, you know, we start to or put all of these limits on it, but just get clear, right. And just sit with that. And, and that's a lot of what I was able to do is just to say, what I really want is a break. I knew what I wanted was a break. I wanted a space and time to think, to get clear, to not have people asking me for things to not feel like my to-do list was overwhelming. I wanted to have a moment to do silly things like clean out my linen closet and get the clothes organized and all of the things that I just felt like I was falling behind in. I knew I just wanted some time to get 
on top of it and to feel in control again and to have some peace to be and to reconnect with me and what was important to me. And so that was really what I wanted. So think about what do you want, right? What do you really want? And that is number one. So what do you want? Part two is the should. So this is the part I think for most of us, we often think about, but what is it you feel like you should do? So really take stock of what are all of the shoulds that are coming up for you? What are all the shoulds that are present? And then I think the really big key is, are some of your wants really shoulds, right? So oftentimes we're so conditioned to think about, well, I should really save my money. I should stay at the job until I've saved up enough in my account. I should wait until after the summer because then time will be less busy, right? And so I had all of these shoulds, you know, as someone who's in my position, I should stick it out because it won't look good for my team. Um, You name it. I'm sure we have all of the shoulds. And so for a while, I convinced myself that that's what I wanted, right? I thought, well, I want to stay in my job and I want to save as much money as possible and put it all into my investments. And I thought that was what I wanted. But those were some of the shoulds. I felt like it was going to be the smarter thing to do that. And I want to be very clear. Sometimes our shoulds are valid. (laughs) You know, it really is a good, smart decision for me to stay and for me not to have taken a sabbatical and not to use, you know, some of my savings. But I had to realize that there could be a smart way to do it. And there could be a yes and like, yes, I could take a break and still be good about saving a lot and investing my money. It didn't have to be an either or. It didn't have to be that I either stay and continue to get tired and continue to be overwhelmed or I am staying in my job and making the most out of my money, right? So really thinking about, is there a both? Is there a yes and? Um, But get really clear on what are those shoulds? Because when you can understand what those shoulds are, you can start to see where you're having tension, where you're feeling torn between your options and where you have this internal conflict between what you really wanna do and all of these potentially external, maybe even societal pressures that are shooting all over you, that are making you do things that maybe aren't really what you want. And you can start to examine those and think about how important those are to you and how they're impacting your life and whether or not you still want that to be the case. Because we can get so caught up in the shoulds that we end up living so much of our lives there and we never get to truly what we want and what we really need to be fulfilled. The next part of the framework is called action. And I think this is the part that was the hardest for me to make the leap was even after I knew I wanted to take a break, I wasn't totally sure if it was a sabbatical, if it was going to be a leave of absence, if it was just supposed to be a long vacation, or if I was supposed to leave my job entirely. I honestly wasn't totally sure. Initially, I think I actually thought I wanted to leave my job. That was probably like the bigger want that I thought at the time. 
And then I had all of these shoulds that were like, well, you should have a plan. You should be really responsible. You should have more in your investment account. You should have this paid off. Um, And I wanted to be really clear about how I was going to take action. And so the first step that I thought to think about when you think about action is what's just the first step that I can start to do, start to get closer to that bigger step. And so when I realized like, you know, maybe the bigger one is leaving my job, but maybe a first step really is what I want, right? It's just a break. And so that break could be a much more permanent break from your job, or it could be a much smaller break. But what is that one little step? And it may not be your job, right? Maybe it's you want to try something different. You want to go on a trip. You want to um, change careers, whatever it might be. What is that one small thing that you can start to do to take action towards what it is that you want? So you can get out of this place of being stuck and we can get out of this paralysis analysis. I mean, I don't know how many times I was like, maybe I could take a, a longer vacation or maybe I could do this, right? I went through all of the maybes in my head, but I hadn't actually started to take action to even inquire, to even think about, to really start to plan it out. And so one of the first steps was I just honestly had to look up what are the policies that my job had. Um, I started talking to people who either I found out had taken a sabbatical and some of the ways that they had done it, whether or not they had done a medical leave of absence or a personal leave of absence, whether or not their job offered some of those, where they did disability. Um, and it really was just taking that first step of even just getting the right information. Maybe you don't even have to take the full break, but getting really clear on what's the first step? Like if I was going to do this, what would I need to know? What would I need to understand? Um, And I think that applies to anything we want to do. But getting really clear and giving yourself credit. We often don't think of that as an action step, but it is because once we know what some of the options are, it can sometimes become that much easier. I had no idea what it looked like when I was pleasantly surprised to understand how many programs my job did have that could allow me to flexibly take a break. Um, and I felt pretty confident that my relationships and my, you know, my senior managers would be pretty supportive of it, especially being, you know, a black executive. I think I'm hopefully well-respected and well-regarded. And I do think there is a desire to make sure that they are creating an environment that can help people thrive and take care of themselves. And so I feel really blessed about that, but I don't know if I would have been as cognizant and aware of that if I hadn't taken the time to really tap into it and look into it and take that action. Next is body. And this is the piece I would say we often know, but we ignore. And it's really, how does your body feel about taking that action? So when you close your eyes and you imagine taking this action, whatever it is, and you see yourself doing what you want, you see yourself on a sabbatical, maybe on a beach, or maybe it's not a sabbatical, maybe it's taking a trip, maybe it's buying a house. How does your body feel? 
How do you feel about it? Do you expand? Do you feel open or do you feel like you're contracting and you're scared? Um, and I think really tapping into how we're feeling, especially for someone like me and maybe like some of you, I have been so conditioned through business school and corporate to do the very rational decision to try to push out your feelings and only think about it with a very rational, heady, logical way. But our bodies and our intuition are truly so in tune with what we actually want. And lots of times our stress, our anxiety comes from us trying to, <laughs> us, the tug of war between our head and our heart. What we know we truly want, what our body, body fully wants, but we let our head drive the way and then we try to sort of pull our heart along. And something that one of my um, therapists had said to me a long time ago was, your heart, and at least for me, maybe not for everyone, she said, but your heart will always lead. So follow your heart and then use your mind, use your logic to help you figure out the best way to go after what it is. And I wholeheartedly believe that, like, let your heart be what helps you define the direction of what you want. How do you feel? How does your body feel? It should take up your whole energy. And then use your logic and your rationale and your, your mind to help you do it in the most effective and efficient way possible. And then last but not least is more. What will you have more of if you make this decision or go in the direction that you want? And how will this action, whether it's a sabbatical or anything, right? How is that going to get you more of what you want in your life, in your relationships, in your work, in your personal growth? And I think sometimes we think of too much about what we might lose as opposed to what we might gain. And so for me, when I thought about taking that step of taking some time away, no matter how long it is um, and whether or not it's a sabbatical or something else, I thought about how I would feel and I thought about what I would have more of. And all I could think about is that I would have more joy and more peace and I would have more energy and I would be happier and I'd be more relaxed. And when I started to think about all of those things, my fear of all of the negativity of what could contract, I thought I could lose my position, I could lose my job, I could lose my respect. Um, but those didn't really seem that real. They didn't seem as big to me. And it started to feel really tangible that I actually thought, you know, I could come back to work and be even more powerful. And I could start to really push myself more and step into my greatness in a new way. And I do feel like in many ways, that is what happened through me taking a break, through that sabbatical, through following through on what I really wanted. Um, and again, right, I'm only been back for a little bit, but even the people, you know, since I've come back, they're like, your energy, your clarity, um, even the way I am dressing and the way and the confidence I feel, um, it feels like it's been resurrected <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, and so I really urge you um, to think about what's the more 
that you could be accessing? And potentially, what's the more that you're not having? And if you find that this decision will give you more, sometimes you won't. Maybe you'll say, no, it won't. But really sit hard and think about that. Um, and when you can lay all of those out, if all of those things come together, then you know that that's the decision and that's the path that you should go. And you just need to take that first small action step. So I know there was a lot sort of in this episode unpacking both the framework and my time um, really learning from Rachel Waters and Hello7 certification, but wanted to share that nugget with you because it is great for not only business, um, but as you can see, for, for life. And I have tried to really embody it and use it in so many different ways. So again, it is the We Should All Be Millionaires framework, and it stands for W, what do you want? S, what are the shoulds? A, the action. B, body. And M, more. And I hope that you can take this um, and really think about it, right? Where are we not getting clear on what we want? Um, and really take note of some of those shoulds um, and how you feel. And if you can take away any of those pieces, I hope that that will really help you as you start to make any decisions about really stepping into your wealthy life. That's my goal um, for this podcast. So um, I hope that is helpful. Please um, make sure to let me know if you have any thoughts on this or if you'd love to share with others, please do. And don't forget to like and subscribe, hit that subscribe button um, and make sure you tune in for another episode. All right, take care. Thank you for joining me today and tuning in to an episode of the Independent Mom podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, rate, and review the podcast. Your feedback would mean the world to me. And until next time, please know that I appreciate you for lending me your time and your ears, and I will catch you in the next episode.